Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a little lost when it comes to marketing? Not sure where to spend your time, how to bring in the right people, or even where to get started? You know you should be doing it, but you just can't manage to figure out a method that actually works for you and your business. Join me at Audience Conversion Live happening February 23rd through the 25th, where we're going to dive deep into the audience conversion method, give you a strategy to get started with your marketing today, and you'll get the copy written for the beginning of your customer's journey. That includes a landing page, an email sequence, and uh, what's popularly known as a lead magnet. Join me and check it out at theaudienceconverter.com slash live. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Audience Converter Podcast for Community Leaders. I am your host, Kimberly Whitecamp, a conversion copywriter, marketing strategist, and obviously podcaster who loves to talk all things marketing. So excited to have you here today because we're going to be talking about something that really makes me angry <laughs> about the, the marketing industry in general. And just a, a quick brief overview here. There is a term in marketing that everybody uses and it just the, the uh, very instance of using this term actually makes it the completely wrong approach to take to marketing. And, and here's what I mean. In marketing, especially in the online world, right? We're coaches, we're course creators, we're online experts. We're looking to build a community around what we do. And my definition of marketing, right? Words have power. I know this because I use words all of the time. And you, words, when uh, put in the right in the right form, they have a lot of power. And marketing you know, there's a lot of definitions out there. There's a lot of people who will tell you what marketing is to them. And to me, it's simply putting your message in front of people who are already looking for your help. I've said this before. I will say it again, again, and again. You know, these are people who they know they have a problem. You don't have to convince them that, you know, that they're struggling with something. You don't have to convince them they have an obstacle in front of them. You don't have to convince them they have a problem. They know this already and they are wanting help. They're out there. They're looking for it. The way people interact online is with an intention, right? I go to Facebook. I want to catch up with friends. I go to YouTube. I want to, well, I don't want to watch cat videos, but a lot of people like to watch cat videos. You know, when we take an action on the internet, most of the time, I'd say at least 90% of the time, we have an intention behind that action. When you put your message in front of people who are already looking for help with the problem you solve, you are meeting them in the middle of their conversation, which is so much more powerful. But when we talk about marketing in the online space, a lot of people talk about lead generation, right? Lead generation, lead generation. So we talk about lead generation, and that comes from the old style of marketing. This comes back when, like, uh, you know, if we're talking, okay, it's not a 100% old school because, you know, like insurance agents and real estate agents still kind of use this approach. But 
it used to be, right, people would go to an office and they would get a list of names from some company that had managed to compile this list of names and they would have bought that list of names, which is no longer legal. Um, They would have bought that list of names and they would cold call. They would literally call every single person on that list and find out, are they ready to hear about what we have to offer? And so the whole approach of marketing and sales was completely different prior to the internet. And a lot of these people, they'd they'd have a list and that list was called leads. They were potentials, but you had to do a lot of work to make those leads into people who wanted to hear from you and then into people who wanted to buy from you. It was a lot of work. You had to generate those lists. You had to find those lists. You had to create several different ways to get a lot of names on those lists or at least buy those lists. And then there was a lot of work generating interest to turn those leads into customers. But that's not the way it works online. It's not the way it works now. It's not the way I approach marketing. It's not the way a lot of people approach marketing. And quite frankly, it is not the way the majority of the population expects to hear from companies anymore. If you, uh, you know, call somebody up in the middle of the day out of the blue and say, hey, I'm selling whatever. I'm selling coaching. I'm selling copywriting. I'm selling graphic design. Do you want to hear more about it? People are going to hang up on you. <laughs> They're not interested. But we still use that phrase, lead generation, when talking about the top of the funnel portion of marketing. And top of the funnel just means uh, it's got the most people, right? But it's uh, the people who are are not necessarily ready to take that next step, right? It's every step closer to becoming a customer, you get less and less people who, who move to that next stage. So top of the funnel is strictly the people who, um, you know, Maybe they're interested a little bit in what you're doing, but they're not ready to take that next step, right? So we keep using this phrase lead generation, and it does two things. One, it implies it should be a lot of work. It implies we have to generate something. And in my mind, it always comes to like generating power, right? You know, you have a generator. Like if the electricity fails, you have this thing in the back that you hope works that's going to keep your lights on for another two hours. Uh, So it's a lot of work and it's a lot of power. And then you have this word lead, which implies you got it from somebody else. Like it implies you you got this lead, this name from somewhere you don't know where, and it's just another name. It's just another number until you actually have a conversation with somebody. And this is why I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the phrase lead generation because Marketing, especially online, especially in our day and age where people want personalized experiences, people don't want to be bothered, people know that they can, you know, find a lot of information on the internet and they don't necessarily have to pay for it. They're people, right? That's the phrase. They're people. Leads implies, oh, I don't know, laying something for electricity or getting a list of names and you have no idea where they came from. But that's not the case. Online, you know where people are coming from. You know if your traffic's coming from Google or coming from Facebook or coming from your podcast. You know what people are interested in just by base of what are they signing up for. They gave you permission to contact them. They signed up for your list voluntarily. So these are people. This is your audience. So I want to talk about something different. It's the same type of idea, but it's a completely different framing and a completely different view of it. And it's called audience attraction. And that is attracting the people who want your help and then repelling everybody else, or at least not being interesting enough for everybody else to, to, to clog up your list, right? 
And I, and I do mean that, clog up your list, because while email is the best method for you to build your own platform, it's yours, you own it, nobody else can decide, um, you know, we're going to silence your voice on social, right? You know, email is yours, email is your platform built on your website. However, that email is your platform and, you know, it's your audience, it's your people, but you do pay for it. Right. If you if you use some sort of CRM or system to send out emails, you pay for it in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's uh, you want an automation, you have to pay for that tool, or you want above a thousand people, you maybe have to pay for your tool. Right. In some way, shape, or form, you do pay to build your list, but it's one of the cheapest methods out there for sure, and it's one of the most efficient because you still own it, you still control it, and if you do it right, you can still get great returns from it. But do you want a lot of people on there who are never going to become clients or customers who might damage your deliverability because they don't open your messages? Or, um, you know, how many automations do you want to create to re-engage that person if they are never going to be a true client or customer? That's something all of us have to do. And I don't have a, a magical answer to that, right? Something is, it's your choice. Absolutely, it's your choice. and. I think that everyone should really take the moment to sit down and decide, you know, how many steps do I want to take before saying goodbye to somebody on my list? And that's where audience attraction comes in. You want to be attracting the people who want to work with you, who are a good fit to work with you, who uh, would benefit most from working with you, right? And you, you don't want to be attracting the people who you're going to have to work and work and work and work and work and may never actually see anything from it. Now, if you're building a community and you want a free tier and you want to keep people on that free tier just for interaction and you know you, you don't necessarily care if they ever become paying clients because there are other ways that people can pay you, right? Talking about you, spreading your name, spreading your message, providing testimonials, all of these are really powerful things. But again, that's somebody who is your audience, that is a participant in your community, as opposed to somebody who never interacts, right? So I am on a mission to change this phrasing so that you realize it's way more powerful and a lot easier to attract your audience than to generate leads. Attract your audience, don't generate leads. And that, of course, ties into what we're going to talk about next, which is audience, right? I've used that phrase, audience. What is an audience? Audience is your people, it's your people. And you get to define who those people are, okay? It's not just whoever shows up at your front door being your email list or your website or whatever you want to use as the metaphor for that one, right? You want to attract your people, you know, let's, let's drop in a show that I never watch anymore, but at the beginning wasn't so melodramatic. Grey's Anatomy, early seasons, right? Meredith talks about Christina being her person. It's her people. Who are your people? Who is it that, you know, no matter what, you know you can help them? Who is it that you know would be a great fit to work with you? That if they come and they follow your methodology, you can give them amazing results because it's a great, you know, it's a great relationship for you. So the step that everybody skips, right, is that we don't define what our audience looks like. And I use the phrase audience because it's not about a customer profile. That's one person. Your audience is made up of several different people, okay? But they have a common 
thing in mind. They have a common problem. They have a common goal. They have a common question. And they're all interested in what you do, but they might look a little different, right? So for example, copywriter. I'm a copywriter, right? I, I help people write the words that get their message out to the right people. I could help anybody who has a business. If you sell shoes, if you sell corporate training, if you sell health coaching, if you sell financial products, I could help all of you. I don't want to help all of those people though. They are not all of my audience. My audience are coaches, entrepreneurs, consultants, service providers, people who have a unique approach to what they do and they are on a mission to help more people by doing what they are best at. They want to help others and build a community. Those are my people. Now, one of those people might be a coach. One of those people might be a consultant, as I said. One of those people might be a course creator or just an online expert, right? Uh, Those are all different people in my audience. But those are still pretty broad, right? Um, I could narrow it down a little bit more. And those are broad, right? Uh, If I just list off those titles, you're like, yeah, maybe I know someone like that. But it doesn't bring to mind a specific person, right? So I want you to start thinking about when creating your audience, the have you met me on the street approach. Basically, can you think of an actual person that fits that description, that fits your audience member? Now, yes, I do believe that because you're talking about an audience and your audience has several different types of people in it, you should start with three, two to three, two to three audience members. That would be a great fit. Okay. Yes, your audience is very diverse, but if you talk to those two to three people and they are your best fit, you will still get more people who are similar to them that are a part of your audience, right? So you want to make this person so real you can think of that person, right? I want to work with a coach who offers a group coaching program and a DIY version of it in a course that's been in business for at least a year or so, has several happy customers, and can point to the people whose lives they have changed. Now, that coach understands the value of marketing. They understand the value of investing and handing off things that are not their forte, but they want to be involved. They want to have a say because their entire business relies on their personality, right? It's called brand personality or personality-driven brands. So they are the face of their company. Maybe in the future, they'll uh, remove themselves a little bit more from the company and that would be great and I would love to help them do that. Uh, But right now, you know, the company, the, the messaging, the marketing, it's all their voice. So they really need somebody who can be um, capturing their voice. And they sell a group coaching program and occasionally they do launch style and occasionally they just do, um, you know, evergreen style. Do you know someone like that? Right? I would love an introduction. Um, but yeah, no, that is one of the people. And I can, I can imagine that person. I know that person. I've met several of those people. They're, you know, they've been in business a while. They realize the marketing thing. It's not their favorite. They know they need to do it and they really want to hand it off. Right? So at the end of the day, the really important thing to remember is that people are people. Right? Lead generation gives us this idea that it's just a bunch of names until they become clients. And then we can bother to learn their names. And I, I'm not down with that approach. I want to start attracting the people that want to work with me, that are a great fit to work with me from the beginning. Like instead of having to do this whole process and this whole jig and dance to, to figure out if someone's a great fit, why not just, you know, 
put my time, energy, resources, and effort into making sure that the people who show up at my front door are the right people to begin with. And those who uh, show up at my front door and aren't the right people, go ahead and walk away. They don't ring the doorbell, right? And uh, if this sounds intriguing to you, right? If this sounds like something, you know what? Yeah, I would love to help define my audience, but I don't know where to start. I've got no clue. I'm a little lost. I, you know, I have heard this idea of creating a really detailed customer persona or buyer persona or even audience member, but I just don't know where to start. I'm not really sure how to reach my people or who my people are. I want to help you. Okay. I am offering a training on how to define your audience, steps and questions you can ask yourself to go step-by-step into creating your own audience member. And it's completely free. If you join me live at Audience Conversion Live. Audience Conversion Live is a live event. It's happening February 23rd through the 25th. I am incredibly excited about it. It's my first live event that I'm hosting. And it is all about setting aside a time to get your marketing figured out, right? Let's figure out who your audience is and create the first tools to converting them from strangers to loyal fans. So you will 100% walk away with the copy written for the beginning of your customer journey, right? Some people call it a lead generation funnel, but we're, 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 we're ditching that word, right? It's all about creating your audience attraction tools your audience attraction tools, right? We will create that first thing that highly interests them. We'll create your landing page. We'll create your welcome series and we'll create uh, your opt-in copies so that when people land on your page and if they're the right people, then absolutely 100% they are going to be the people that make the biggest difference for you. And you can check that out at theaudienceconverter.com slash live theaudienceconverter.com slash live. All of the details are there. If you have questions, please do send them to contact at theaudienceconverter.com. Always happy to hear from listeners and answer your questions. And you know, the the thing I want to leave all of you with today is this. Your audience is your biggest asset. It's your biggest, it's the best tool and resource you have, but you have to take the time to figure out who those people are. And that's how you build a list that works for you. And if you can't get the audience, right, if you can't tell me in 60 seconds or less who you serve, or at least enough for me to give the lean in and say, ooh, I want to hear more about that, then other people can't figure out what you do either. And if other people don't know, they can't give you business. They can't send people your way. They can't explain to their friends who were a perfect fit for you why you're a perfect fit for them, right? So it all starts with defining your audience. And it's powerful. It's powerful. So that's how uh, you attract your audience. First, you have to define your audience. And in our, in our next episode, we will talk about what does that process look like, okay? So in the meantime, check out theaudienceconverter.com slash live and join me for the deep dive training on how to find your audience. And join me for the three days to get your copy written, right? We're not talking about a bunch of theory over the course of three days, and then you still have to go find the time to go write it. No, we're writing it. It's workshop style, and it's going to happen live at the event. And it's another opportunity. And I'll, I'll dive into some of those in the future. 
That's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.